Yes, hello. I am James Roden. Today it's the WNL three nine nine. It's the WNL Christmas special twenty twenty one. And of course, I'm here in the WNL Christmas, like I have been uh, for the past seven years at Christmas. But I am all alone, boys and girls. Yes, there is no one here. The fire is burning. The stockings are up at the fireplace, and there is food on the table. And I'm wondering if I've been a good boy this year because at the moment. There is no one here, and I'm starting to worry a little bit. Oh, hang hang on a second. I think I hear the door knock. Let me go and open it and just see who's there. Oh, it's Monty. How you doing, man? You must be freezing out there. First of all, let's just be honest. The fact that I'm here is a shock to even me. I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't had no plans coming here. I'm usually the Grinch around these times. Yeah, so we'll see how this goes. But anyway, let me in, man. It's cold. You can say it's <laughs> come cold. on, let come on. Can take a seat by the fire. It's great that you're here. I love you. What do you think of the cottage? It's nice this time of year, isn't it? you got lights out. I didn't, hey, man, you're doing, you're doing a little too well. We need. We might need to discuss a little, you know, some pavement or something, man. Look at this. It's nice. It's too nice. A little too nice for you, Jay. <laughs> it's Christmas. We always treat ourselves. It's nice you're here. It's just you and me, I suppose. So no one else is going to show up. No, I wouldn't be so sure about that. Oh, hang on. I think I just heard the door knock. That way. Yeah, definitely, definitely the door there. Let me go see who it is. Oh well, Monty, you'll never guess. It's Jaxie. Jaxie's. Oh, hello. Oh, come in, come in. You never thought you'd see me. <laughs> no, what a chance. See how nice this cottage is? It's lovely. <laughs> Kip again. We got to discuss something with James. Monty, why did you not see why did you not see Jaxie out there? It's freezing. I mean, you just it's said it was cold. I ain't have time. Well, left behind. Well, <laughs> well, sit down, sit down, and I love it that you're both here with me this Christmas. And the question is is what do we do at Christmas? What are our Christmas traditions? Now, this might be silly and this might be not, but this is what we're going to do for a Christmas show. Of course, we're going to look at the kind of year in review, but we're going to talk about Christmas as well. So what, kind of, so what kind of thing Christmas... Right, we're going to do drinks in a minute. Let's we'll sort presents out as well. I think they're mine. Over, that big pile oh. there is mine. Monty, that one might be yours, but I'm not Yeah, how sure. the hell did I even get a present? You didn't know I was coming. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. It's just what the people send. You see, all the listeners ah, send okay. the presents. And we got, I got a massive pile there. Jackson, you've got that pile. And Monty, you've got that one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fine. Who cares? It's fine. <laughs> so it's Christmas. So why are you both here with me this Christmas then? I mean, what would you usually be doing Christmas Day rather than being here in the cottage nearby the fire with that? You smell the cooking as well. It's beautiful, isn't it? You know, you've got the turkey and it's just really nice and fresh. Monty, what would you be doing on Christmas Day and Christmas Day? your traditions? Trying to dodge people because I, no, I ain't got no gifts for you. I don't got nothing. I don't got nothing for you. Usually that's what I'm doing. I'm dodging everybody. I can't believe I'm here now. I told you this is a surprise to even me. No, no, not seriously. But, uh, you know, usually what I'll be doing, it depends. You know, since I've turned 18 and found out no one's going to give me anything for free around here for the most part without expecting something <laughs> back, you know, Christmas kind of changed for me. I fought for most of my childhood. I got a lot of what I needed, especially video games. I'm a gamer, so, you know, that's usually what I'll be doing. But, uh, yeah, most of the time I'm at the house enjoying a gift these days that I buy for myself. So it just depends on what it is. But usually I purchase something before or around Christmas, like, you know, 
I be I just got a bass guitar. So there you go. So that's that's a good gift for me to sit back and you know play a little bit of music with. So yeah, stuff you, like that. Just enjoy my gifts. I'm a receiving you, type of guy. But did you have obviously you don't have presents because you bring anything with you? But that's fine. But do um, <laughs> <laughs> you think you have my presents? <laughs> you presents. I remember getting uh, when I was young boy the VHS cassettes of Goldeneye and Speed. And I remember that present even now. Oh, God, you're old. That, that, shut up. That, oh, that, owned, you know, that was everything I needed at the time. Cassettes were kind of like DVDs before. DVDs were kind of like streaming. So, yeah, oh, I suppose that a little bit. But I remember, I mean, what gift do you remember getting, Monty? You talk about games. Is there a game you got when you were younger and you were like, oh, my oh, God. I mean, I, I, I got three particular occasions. So in 2001, and I was like six, I got my first PlayStation 2. That held me down for a long time. Uh, I got that for Christmas. I got an Xbox 360 when I was like, I don't know how much older I was, but it was much later I got that. And I got an Xbox One for Christmas. So I think those are the only three consoles or whatever. I, I usually buy the big things like that around Christmas, uh, apparently, is how that tank played out. And usually I always had a nice pick of games. So, like, I've been blessed. I've been very, very lucky. So it's kind of funny that I'm the Grinch now. I don't know what happened. No, we, we'll try and find that <laughs> out during the duration of the podcast. Uh, Jack- this might turn into a therapy <laughs> session. So how are you? No, how are you? Uh, <laughs> Jackson, what about Christmas for you? You got uh, good memories, hopefully, unlike Monty. Or is there anything you remember getting um, as a child? I mean- I, th- I think, you know, overall, just good memories with the family. It's always fun when you've got a big family. So for me, I've got three sisters. So there's four girls all together. So Christmas for us was always fun. Probably not as much fun for my father. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, I think overall uh, it was great. And just a lot like Monty, I am a gamer as well. So the very best present, Christmas present my father bought me was the very first PlayStation uh, for Christmas. Um, that really solidified me becoming a, a gamer um, and becoming... Oh, I feel so young around, y'all. <laughs> no, this is the thing. It's like, Monty says PS2, <laughs> Jack says PlayStation. I I, I thought Sega Mega Drive. And I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, you know what? We did, we, did, we, did, we did get those as well, but it just wasn't at Christmas, you know? So yeah. for me, the fondest yeah. memory was getting um, access to the PlayStation for the first time. Well, it's always I mean, it was out relatively a lot more um, back then. It was released already. So I was just kind of one of those uh, unfortunate ones that my parents couldn't afford the PlayStation straight away. So th- this, for me, is the most iconic Christmas present when I think back to my childhood on what I really wanted um, and what I never thought I'd end up getting and, and my parents actually getting me it. That, that really stands out. But I did it. I obviously have like the snares and stuff as well. I always remember getting a, a Rangers, obviously, in my team, and I got a goalkeeper top. Uh, it was about seven at the time. Yeah. The only problem is it was like a triple XL, so it didn't fit. So <laughs> we had this moment of me opening it and being so happy and wanting it, and then my parents having to take it off me uh, because it didn't fit and trying to get a new size. Oh, and it was just kind of one of those moments of thought, oh, God, you know, you, you kind of wonder... At that point, it seemed like the stockings. I remember getting so excited, running into the room and going, "Look, 
my stock in. It's like, well, yeah, because they, they've just done it for you a couple of hours previously. So, but anyway, I suppose it's a little bit different yeah. uh, with, with certain things. But I think with Christmas, there's always a. I mean, I've always got childlike tendencies anyway. So I think with Christmas, it gives you yeah. an excuse to kind of be, you know, even sillier. And you talk about gift giving, I kind of go overboard as well. Like, you know, it's just one present, but I just get so into it. You know, I just kind of think it's just, it is the most wonderful time. Oh. I'm not going to break into song, but Christmas oh is, is, is very, very special. Oh. And especially people with your loved ones. Mariah That's why it's, it's, it's nice that we're all here to get to, uh, to, together today, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Monty, for joining us um, from all the way over <laughs> in the US. Yeah, yeah, how the hell did I get here? No one is asking the right questions. No, you're not. But to be fair, the reason why you're here is because, like we said, today we're going to be looking at pay-per-view scores. There is a reason every podcast, when I ask these guys their scores out of five and match uh, events out of ten, there is a reason because we all pull it together. Oh, my God. um, You tallied? Well, I don't want to pull the curtain because the WNR 400 coming up, which in the next episode, which is going to be the biggest podcast of all time, we're going to be looking at a lot of stuff that happened in the past and what's going to be in the future and the changes of it. But it's going to look behind oh, the scenes. You're past stuff said in our, our face, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that the stuff that we kind of, we've done before in the year, you know, always kind of gets used and, and stuff like this. And it's been interesting to see. So there's notebooks. Not only is there a tablet with the kind of, I say script, that I do in front of me. It's more bullet points. Um, but there is a notebook. And every year since the podcast began in 2015, there's a year notebook with all the scores and jots. And the problem is sometimes I write stuff and I think I understand and it's pretty ineligible. But I'm going to try my best here. So we have every event. And now it looks like in the course of the year that I have watched 34 either takeover specials or pay-per-view events, which you consider is quite a lot. Well, it's Impact, AEW, WWE, and, of course, NXT. But we'll have a little break after about 17 events to do a masturbate. So we're going to have a look now, basically, at the year. And we're going to start right back, dubbing our 326. And, Monty, you'll remember this, NXT's New oh, Year goodness. Evil. You know, we're going to have a yeah. look at that. Uh, before that, Wrestle Kingdom. It was Wrestle Kingdom 15, and we gave our thoughts, our rating, and matches. You gave it a nine and a half out of ten. That was a really strong start to the year. Yeah, I mean, Wrestle Kingdom is just an experience to me altogether. I'm already like just hyped for the next one, so like I already I can see myself giving it a nine and a half, uh, just because they always seem to throw out their best stuff at that moment, and you know, using hindsight, so a lot of things that happened on this show. <laughs> That made me feel so good. It's like so different now. I'm just, I'm thinking back to it and it's crazy. But that culminating moment of Kota Ibushi finally uh, becoming God as the whole story was with him was definitely, uh, in my opinion, worth that high rating. And it was just a strong show overall. But yeah, it's kind of crazy talking about January now. But yeah, the Wrestle Kingdom always, in my opinion, kicks off the year with uh, some, some of the best wrestling yeah, but it's just, it's kind of, uh, you know, it doesn't really serve them well in like a year-end setting, though, because it happens at the beginning of every year, so. Yeah, but then again, <laughs> our, our match of the uh, event as well was a Carter versus Osprey that happened on the, the yeah. first night, uh, which is interesting. Ibushi, obviously, our man 
of the uh, place where I'm at nine and a quarter. So again, a strong start at the end. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Like we said in January when we got Wrestle Kingdom 16, which is a free night event as well. Uh, we also had NXT New Year Evil uh, as well. That <laughs> started off. I'm not going to lie. I did have to go back and have a look. Uh, it was Finn Balor defeating Carla Riley for the NXT title. Uh, in the main <laughs> event there, Raquel oh, Gonzalez God. defeated Rhea Ripley in a last woman standing match. Ah. So that shows how far... That says everything. Well, when you think the first match was Cross defeating Damien Priest, you think about the oh. years both of uh, those had. It's it's crazy, really. Oh, God. That's like the Twilight Zone, man. It's just like a whole <laughs> different world now. Well, you gave, you gave it an eight and a quarter. It call. was a good show, it. though. I remember... Yeah, it was decent. I remember the show, though. I was going to say, we gave it eight and three quarters out of five. I did. Last women's standard match was apparently the uh, the match of the night. Yeah. It's so interesting to think of all the stuff that we have forgotten about, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how I know guys like Cornette or Ross. Like, they've forgotten more about wrestling than we would ever even learn. Like, the people who've been around wrestling that long, just imagine how much wrestling, how much wrestling they have forgotten if we've forgotten all of this. Just in a year. <laughs> Were you watching NXT, Jaxie, at this point, or were you just strictly on AEW? Um, I feel like I was still watching NXT at this point. I definitely remember the last woman standing match. And I, I'm kind of, like, actually confused. I can't remember. Did Finn Bottom go back to NXT for a bit? <laughs> yeah, he was champion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the like, point. Like, you kind of make when he's jumping out constantly right now <laughs> on WWE Raw. It's just like... Oh, don't even get me I'm started because like, Vince don't watch NXT. <laughs> Vince is just like... Is he has no It's going to get so weird. There's so much shit that we have forgotten here. But oh, it's going to get worse. It's, it's yeah. only going to get worse. <laughs> Honestly. Um, <laughs> we move on to um, Impact. Hard to kill... Of course, me and the Ultimate One. Of course, the Ultimate One can't join us. Uh, hopefully, he gets better soon. And to be fair, I can see why. Because the amount of shit I've had to put him through with the Impact shows. Uh, but this was hard to kill. And the main event of it, who could forget, uh, was Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, uh, defeating Rich Swan, Chris Sabin, and Moose. And I think the weirdest thing about this show, if you look at what happened to Impact, on the kickoff, Brian Myers defeated Josh Alexander. And you think that's the first pay-per-view of the year and where both men would go by the end of the year. And it shows you that <laughs> things can change. You know? like, oh, my God. That is sick. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, gave my that, God. I gave that an eight and a half out of ten. And uh, the main event match uh, was the best one. And I'll say that hopefully we'll jog our memories. The Royal Rumble 2021. Jaxie, do you yeah. remember anything of the Rumble? Uh, I remember Bianca winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could actually play a game of, like, guess what the main event... I'm actually having to look it up. What the WWE <laughs> or Universal matches were. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to think what they were, and I really cannot remember. It was Reigns, this is really bad. This Reigns is bad and Kevin Owens, last man standing. Yeah. I think he tied yeah. him to the... the um, yeah, I remember that now. I think he fucked up towards the end or something like that. McIntyre... Yeah, the defeated. handcuff spot. The handcuff yes. spot. Oh, yeah, the handcuff slot. That was it. Yeah, now I remember. 
McIntyre defeated Goldberg for the uh, WWE, well, for the WWE title match. Christian uh, wrestled here. <laughs> Christian came back. We had the Christian and Edge moment at the Rumble. That was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was an awesome moment. It was. No one had any clue that he was even like. I don't. I don't know. I didn't have any clue that he was on the like actually even possibly even thinking about returning. So when it happened, it was just a beautifully. Uh, it was a beautiful moment, and it was feel good. And that Royal Rumble match was one of the strongest. Like the one Edge won it overall was. I remember enjoying the way that match played out, you know, with Edge winning. So, yeah, it ended up being a pretty special night with comebacks like that happening. Well, like I said, Jaxie, Bianca Belair winning last eliminate Ray Ripley. That was a great exchange between the two, and that was uh, both of our matches of the night. I gave it a nine. Oh, my God. Drew McIntyre fought Goldberg. That's what I'm saying. McIntyre fought Goldberg, yeah. Nine. Oh, my God, yeah, I remember that. I remember this. Okay. And eight for Jaxie for the Rumble which, um, again, as I can recall, seemed pretty fun at the time anyway. And then we had Impact No Surrender, which was an Impact special. Uh, And, of course, I'm not looking up. I know from memory that the main event was Rich Swan defeating Tommy Dreamer. Of course. Who could forget that? (laughs) We'll move on. Uh, Eight and a quarter there for me for the day. Up next, TakeOver. Vengeance Day, Monty. Oh my goodness! I dare you to tell me who it was. I dare you. Uh, okay. So you said who the main event is? Yeah. Are you asking me who the main event yeah, of Vengeance? You're buying me okay. time at the moment. Uh, All right, go on. I think it was. Uh, so Finn definitely is there. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm gonna guess just uh, Pete Dunn. I'm gonna guess Pete. Yeah, Finn Balor. Did I guess I, right? He did. I didn't even know. <laughs> I don't know how it just sounded right, and I knew Finn won at the at the first at at Evil New Year's Evil, so I was like, Finn is there. So <laughs> I just had to guess who else he was there yeah, fighting battle. against, and I remember enjoying that match too. By the way, Finn and Pete Dunne. Well, we gave it because that was the hands match, the finger. Oh yep. my god, yeah, he destroyed Finn's finger. <laughs> five yeah. out of five. Yeah. Main event mm-hmm. was our match of the night. And we gave that a nine and a half out of ten each. Oh, those are the good days, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look how long ago it sounds now when I see it. Oh, this is that NXT, not uh, yeah. that NXT. All right, Jackson, you're up next then. In WNR333, three, three, uh, three, the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> Can you name me anything? Oh, from oh no. Oh, no. Oh, seriously. There is... It is I've got Let's see. Let's have a look. Honestly, I'm so bad at remembering this. Yeah, the cash in. So McIntyre. Yeah. Oh, this is is that. No, this is not fair. You guys probably have like Wikipedia or your computers. I I only remember this because I remember uh, the, the night after this. And a lot of people was just so shocked that Miz was WWE champion. And that's the only reason why. Yeah, I just yeah, knew it happened okay. at the chamber. That's the only I remember. I don't even remember anything else. Now that, now that you brought it up, now I can remember it now. Yeah. Well, at least someone yeah. can, because honestly, like... <laughs> it was over in a flash. It doesn't um... really matter. <laughs> <laughs> that, what, that Wasn't was, it over so, like the yeah. next night or the, a couple weeks after? It, was, it didn't take long. No, so. Bobby, Bobby got matter. his revenge there. Yeah, Bobby. I didn't know. I think it was like the next night. Didn't wasn't yeah, like. something like that. Yeah, he didn't have it long at all. 
Well, Jackson, you gave it a seven. I gave it an eight and three quarters out of ten. I don't know what's wrong with me at the start, <laughs> start of the year. Very, very happy. For uh, being I'm... kind. Yeah, you were, you were still, you know, feeling positive about the year. Okay, so we've, we've laughed at NXT not remembering in WWE. What about AEW Revolution? How long ago does that seem, Jackson? Revolution? Wow. Uh, yeah, that, that was Man. long ago. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Was that Moxley? That was the exploding barbed wire death match that ended. <laughs> with wow, yeah, it was Moxley. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, oh. I remember that. Because of I, it just I got so excited at seeing Eddie coming out for the to make the save just for that really <laughs> like PG <Yeah>. moment. <laughs> I think that's why I ended up not buying all out. I was trying to, <laughs> hey, listen, trying to shake it up. Here. I, I was shaking <laughs> up here, man. I was it left me bruised. I was like, I don't know if I trust y'all, man. Overall, the match overall no, the, the show overall wasn't even that bad. I, but yeah, that ending kind of put a well, damper. Yeah. It looked yeah, like <laughs> Sting and Allen versus Team Taz as well. That was the match of the night. Oh. So I guess that was Sting back in action. Yeah, um, eight eight and a half low out of ten. Not they a were bad still in score. Jacksonville, so yeah, yeah, not a bad yeah. score to give it. Uh, swiftly moving on to Impact, and it is Sacrifice, which is again another Impact Plus special. Uh, anything special here? The main event was Rich Swan defeating Moose. And Finn Juice defeating the Good Brothers for the Impact World Tag Team Championship. So I suppose um, there was at least something happening there <laughs> with Finn Juice. Yeah. Uh, not bad at all. What are your thoughts on Finn Juice, Monty? Because I don't think we spoke about him a lot. I'm really digging him. I really like him. Oh, yeah, man. Well. I love him. Uh, you know, uh, I, I love Finn Juice. They were always a bright spot, even uh, in New Japan. Honestly, that's what. I think New Japan this year was missing. I know a lot of things is because of travel issues and also just trying to flesh out New Japan strong uh, more uh, with their gaijin. But New Japan was missing gaijin like Juice Robinson. When I say gaijin, I mean foreign uh, wrestlers to to, Jap- to New Japan pro wrestling. So what they miss guys like a Juice Robinson who always brought that energy out. David Finley, who's just improved, only gotten better over the years. He grew up in the dojo system in New Japan also. So, like, these guys are two of the best that New Japan can offer, and they've been helping our impact uh, tremendously throughout this year. And I, I'm glad that you got a chance to see what they can do because they've been kind of, you know, in New Japan, as good as New Japan can be, it can also shelter talent kind of to a big section of the world. So, you know, I think that's what New Japan Strong is trying to work out and get better at. That's why they're trying to expand more in America and get more eyes on a lot of their talent like Finn Juice because they're very valuable. And the tag division in New Japan misses them very, very much. I'm, trust me, I'm telling you, they're they're solid. And I understand why you're digging them uh, in Impact because they're, they're, they're a good team, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think Impact's a great jumping off point to get into New Japan. And I think yeah. the rest of that we've seen with Suzuki and and Finn Juice and all the people that have been introduced, it's been great because I can go to Strong then and get to know them a little bit more. Because I think from August, yeah, uh, it's when I start watching Strong, kind of week in, week out, and get to know a little bit more. And like you said, you can enjoy it, and it's it's thanks to Impact there. Uh, nine out of ten for me, and the main event, Moose and Swan was a great main event as well. There's no doubt about it. Double R three three nine. It is Fast Lane. Jack, see any matches from Fast Lane <laughs> spring to mind? 
Nope. We had <laughs> we had Roman Reigns tapping Roman out Roman and Brian. Yeah. yeah, tapping out to yeah. Brian, uh, but not yeah. tapping out to yeah. Roman there. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember. This is now. also, I think, the first Peacock night for us Americans, and we ha- we've hated the cock yeah. ever since. So. Are you riding the cock <laughs> that night? Yeah, yeah, the cock it has been screwing us over ever since. It had major streaming issues, didn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. This is uh, at least around the time when they announced it. I don't know if this was the first one. Or I don't know if Mania was the actual first one I mean, or if this was, but this is definitely around the time where was the, the cop was uh, yeah, being was born. So this is the first one, one right? Yeah, first okay, one. yeah, that's what we're I like thought. Okay, months, we're like 10 months into like, you know, the use of the cock user uh, yeah, stream yeah. WWE. How would you say that the service has improved since? It's been a cock. You know, it's been screwing us over. You know, it's been doing its best consistently to be inconsistent i don't know and also the thing the biggest detriment to me really is not even just the quality of the streaming the streaming quality has improved when uh, especially when they have live events going on but um the biggest downside of the peacock has been to me it seemed like for some reason even for the network on you guys they've given up on making original content outside of broken skull ranch you know what i mean like, I don't know other than, like, they update other things. I know icons and WWE 24 still is great and all of that, but it is nowhere near what it used to be. And I know it's not a network anymore, but, man, it's just that 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 place is – I don't only go there when something's live. Now, I rarely even check out the archives for old uh, wrestling. I, NXT UK and live wrestling is pretty much the only thing I'm going there for. And I, you know, so – yeah, I'm not yeah, liking the cock at all. I do miss the, I do miss the, the network, you know. Yeah, yeah. they they had some really decent stuff on there, but you know, I don't mm. know. I, I, that's obviously not the focus anymore, or at least right now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. The Broken Skull is definitely still worth your time out there. So. There's still series is. <laughs> Like icons and stuff like that, they haven't released. They did like a mass fire and the talent, but we're yeah. gonna actually gonna go into streaming because there's a lot of uh, streaming services at the moment, like Fight TV and stuff like that, and actually go and have a look and review them in the WNR 400. Because, like I said, the WNR podcast used to stand for WWE Network Reviews, so we used to have all the content uh, that we find we used to watch all the time. Right. Um, so it'd be interesting to see that as well. Um, but like I say, we're fast like, on a forgettable uh, event. We move on to an next yeah. Stand and Deliver. NXT Stand and Deliver. I think this was the first <laughs> ever two-night event. Uh, and we also had NXT Prelude as well, which had Volta versus Rampage Brown for NXT title and Tyler Bate versus Naam Dar, which doesn't seem too bad at all. Uh, and no. then we Stand and Deliver. Volta versus Champa got a five out of five for us. Uh, seemed to be a standout match. Uh, Riley Hole faced off and Balor versus Cross for the. I think that was for the NXT Championship, if I'm not mistaken. Was that was that the night with, with Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez? Is that when yeah, Raquel? Was? Yeah, the first night was Walter and Ciampa. I think was the same night as Raquel and. Uh, yeah. Was that when when was that the night that Raquel won the title? Yeah, yeah. became champion. Yeah, yeah. it was, wasn't it? I thought so. Yeah, I did watch this pay-per-view. Then the following night, Cross beat Balor to become an NXT champ. So that yeah. Riley and Cole were now sanctioned. Went for forty minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <and the> lad... <laughs> he become champ just to actually get injured and have to vacate. 
then that's that. Yeah, that's fair. I forgot he got injured, came back and won it back yeah, in this was, year. Oh my god, this was this All year. That happened this year. Oh I my god, it was like the ultimate disappointment because everyone got so excited after he became champ, and then you that were was just the beginning like, of the end. I guess it was a calm before the storm. Before it even began, oh god, how wounding was that for Carrion? That was that was last year, wasn't it, with Lee? Okay, so this is... Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah this is you are getting... Yeah. No, okay, last good. year, he beat Keith Lee, hey, got man, injured. These and then went away, he's come back, faced Balor. So this is the second one. Yeah, this oh, is, I can't oh, right. say this, That happened all in one year? James, don't sit there that long. Why did you sit there that long? Did you hear me? I asked you a question. I was like, did that all happen in one year? I know, I was just thinking that. Was that... was that say? But that's fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. But well, there we go. We uh we did give that a good score, eight and three quarters at five, eight and a half as well. Yeah. So, you know, stand and deliver did stand and deliver, I guess. And then WrestleMania thirty <laughs> seven, another two night event. Uh someone's pay per view of the year. <laughs> so someone's gonna remember this really, really well. Oh man. Especially um, night one. Night one. Specifically I mean, night one. Jaxi, is there a better WrestleMania main event than what happened on night one? No, I'm sorry. I mean, you can't really. You can't. Um, uh, you can't compete with what what took place with Bianca. So yeah, it was history, man. It was history. But like, self, I think Seth Rollins and Cesaro was also that night. I remember loving that match. Uh, that was a good match as well, yeah. Uh, of bad course, bunny. like uh, Bad Bunny, yep. of course, Bad Bunny, <laughs> Bobby Lashley retaining. Lashley so, was you it. Know, it was a strong, yeah. it was a strong yeah. first night. Oh, uh, that was yeah, Omos, thought, Omos yeah. debut. Omos I think, didn't, I think didn't even wrestle before this, so yeah. So, I think the only thing that was disappointing, I can't remember if this is night one or night two, was the sort of like women's tag uh, battle royale, like for the opportunity for the tag championships like it i just remember it got sucked yeah. this time i think that, that was night two, started. Oh, no. kind of two or one like, probably both nights yeah no. <laughs> um yeah i just remember that being a little bit of a, a disappointment but i remember sethby cesaro being great well, don't forget night two, we had Rain stacking up Edge and Brian as well, which probably didn't get yep. mentioned in the holy shit moments, but that yeah. was a holy shit moment indeed. It definitely was, yeah. Uh, so WrestleMania overall was quite good there. Then we had Impact Rebellion. I got comfortable for a second and forgot I was doing this. Uh, we've got <laughs> Impact Rebellion, <laughs> which uh, was indeed a pay-per-view, uh, and the main event of that was of course That's Kenny's night. Kenny Omega defeating yeah. Rich Swan champion versus champion. Yeah, winner take all. Did you actually watch this, then, Monty? <laughs> Did you order it? Uh, I definitely. I saw this one. I saw. I actually saw Rebellion. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because uh, I'm very. I like Rich Swan. I always have, and him. I, I was into his run as world champion and. Uh, but I kind of knew the result. That, I think I remember that was the thing I didn't really like about Rebellion is that I just kind of, it's like no way Mo Mega is not coming out of here champion. I just didn't see it. And that's kind of, I mentioned this on, uh, you know, in the past, but like that's the thing about the Forbidden Door kind of, like when you mess with a different promotion, they're not going to want to book their top guy 
to lose to someone else's top guy. It's just it's just a reality, and like it's one of those tricky things when you, with with the forbidden door that everyone loves talking about so much that it's a reality that people have to acknowledge. And I think this is one of those situations, especially thinking about how this turned out in hindsight. <laughs> I mean, without a doubt, you know, when you talk about it, uh, be interesting to, you know, look back and think impact. Yeah, you know, they did actually have quite a few interesting moments uh, this year as well. You know, uh, the next event we'll look at. Oh, actually, so eight and a half, nine out of ten for Ultimate One. Now he really did Kenny Omega. Uh, main event was the match of the night. Next event, WrestleMania <laughs> Backlash. Who can? WrestleMania yeah. backlash because all the momentum Cesaro got at WrestleMania was squashed by yeah. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> he was and... never to be heard from again. <laughs> yeah, but we did have Bailey and Belair, though, Jack. So you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do remember that match. Um, I thought it was a. I thought it was alright. Um, that match. It just kind of showcased again. Uh, Bianca Belair. Yeah, right. I gave it an eight three and quarters. You gave it seven and a half. So your scores at the moment are, like I said, along the line. I think that would be fair to say. Um, up next, AEW Double or Nothing. Um, I mean, who can forget this event? <laughs> you know, we had. What did we have at this event? Hang on a minute. We're just gonna have a look. We got Double or Nothing. How can no one remember anything? Come on, guys. AEW, these uh, oh yeah, Jaxie, you love AEW. Yeah, go on, Jaxie, you big. Yeah, that was Kenny Omega defeating Orange Cassidy. Oh Oh, no, this is Jericho off the cage, right? This is Jericho off the cage. Omega's golden title reign. Yeah, this was this this might not be Jericho. This is the inner circle, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, oh I mean, uh, I, I'm still not going to badmouth this. I, I still think that there was, uh, you know, uh, some great matches here. I'm pretty sure this was like the when when it got revealed that Leo Rush had joined AEW as well. Um, so, you know, there was like a few nice surprises. Um, I think that there was like, um, oh, yeah, uh, Mark Henry was also like debuted on there uh, to kind of be like, Discussing potentially discussing like their new show coming up, Rampage. Um, but there are some good. This feel like forever ago. This is Rampage. Uh, uh. Yeah, <laughs> it does feel like there were a few good matches. The, the ending unfortunately spoiled it, and I think that was mainly because of the camera angles. If the camera angle hadn't been oh, exactly yeah. there, falling in the cardboard boxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. In a way, but I just remember like the the triple threat uh, match for the AEW Championship was a great match, um, and it was just great to see Pack in sort of like a title picture. Uh, yeah, eight and three quarters out of five for the event, so not bad at all. The AEW uh, World Title match for me was the uh, match of the night. NXT in your house next, Monty. Do you remember the main event for this? Uh, let's see. In your house, ah, uh, let's say I'm, I'm I'm taking a gander, but Cross is definitely in the match. <laughs> uh, 
All right, so is he? How many people is he fighting? One person, or are you gonna give me a hint? No. All right, if I tell uh, you that, I believe it's a fatal five way. It's a lead. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. it's that one. Okay, so yeah, never mind. So I just kind of spoiled it, but yeah, Cross, <laughs> I guess Cole and Gargano, yeah, O'Reilly, Dunn. Yeah, I remember enjoying this match. Was part of it, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember not that match. This was good. This was a good show. Oh my god, in your house, man. Oh, black and gold. <laughs> this is bad. Don't do this to me, Jay. You just make me miss what they used to do. Like, Gargano's gone now. O'Reilly's gone. Cole is gone. <laughs> Cross is gone. <laughs> we, we had the ladder match with LA Knight defeating Cameron Grimes as well. Okay. Okay. That's a good memory from this night. But, yeah, oh, my goodness. Out. Pete Dunn is still there. That's all I got for you. He's the only one left. <laughs> You, you gave it oh an eight God. and a half out of ten uh, with Grimes, your match. What a year. Uh, nine and a quarter for me for that one. And then Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell? What, what is Hell in a Cell here for? Uh, June, <laughs> <laughs> June 20th, apparently. Uh, McIntyre versus Lashley. Ripley versus Charlotte. Owens versus Zane. Zara versus Rollins. Blair versus... Bailey. Oh, that's the. Oh, I think that's the only match I remember. To be fair. Yeah, Bailey and Bailey killed it. Yeah, um, I think I remember the Lashley match as well. Bobby Lashley's match uh, with yeah. Drew McIntyre. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't even remember Ripley and Charlotte. Like so, I felt like it was so randomly placed, like there. How in a cell like used to be? I'm pretty sure like. It was like December, right? Yeah, but... Yeah, I was going to say October, like, end of October. But, Jackson, we we can't forget this special event because, of course, what we did on the show. What did they do? What did you do? Well, what did we do? We, we, of course, I I didn't forget, we were joined by Slept Match Pods. Of course, Simon and Chris joined us for that show. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Like we had um, that was that was quite an interesting discussion. <laughs> oh my God! Is there more to this story? <laughs> no, no. Were nice, oh no! Just Jackson. like it was, I think it was it was kind of my uh, one of my first few times of like kind of interacting with other people other than just James on the podcast as well. Yeah. And did it help? This is pretty <laughs> us meeting. Yes, this this definitely prepared me for meeting Monty and Ultimate One for sure. Yeah, <laughs> at that point we had never met, uh, but that was Hell in a Cell. <laughs> we gave that uh, eight, so not no, we didn't. We had eight across the board, not too bad at all. Uh, up next, real Ripley and Charlotte fought, and I don't remember that. That is crazy. I think Charlotte... it's very easy to forget something when Charlotte Flair is involved. <laughs> I've guessed... She's done it already. She's I done served it all. that one up for. Yeah, I, 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 I got feeling Charlotte won there. Yeah, she got <laughs> she got it done. Yeah, uh, we had Impact. Uh, I guess against all odds, but I'm not sure <laughs> because, like I said, You're sometimes not... it can be a little bit of a mess, and I don't know if it's a pay per view or an Impact special because they had so many. Uh, they had Slammiversary, which is a week after. So we know we had that. So Impact against all odds. Is it Impact? Yeah, of course it is. So no one... At the moment, I'm just talking to myself. That's fine. They got Under Siege. 
Against all odds, here we go. We got it here. Who can forget <laughs> June twelfth? My God, that truncate silence is really going to help me on this show. So we've got <laughs> Kenny Omega. I don't think I watched this. I don't Ken... think I watched this this one. Kenny Omega defeating Moose for the Impact World Championship. Perhaps they're defeating Rosemary. Um, and then we had Slammiversary. Uh, we did do predictions for Slammiversary as well, so we have got them somewhere. And we did do the event. Uh, we had Omega <laughs> versus Sammy Callahan, Perazzo versus Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa answering the um, open challenge there. Um, but I can see no scores from. So there's nothing I can do about that, I'm afraid. And then we've oh got God. Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank as well. Who, who, who won Money in the Bank this year, Jackson? Oh, um... <laughs> Shit. We sound like experts, guys. This is so bad. It's only six months ago. <laughs> we've fucking got... The Money in the Bank. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Everybody can help. We've had so much discussion over, you know, a multitude of months, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's so many AEW random specials. Oh, my God. They had, they had a God. fan appreciation night. Why are you talking about fan appreciation? Hey, hold on. Hold on. The obvious one, obviously, must it was Big E, right? Yeah. Because he came yeah. How the hell did I forget that? I didn't take me so long to actually remember that. Oh my god, do you know how many times I said I wasn't oh, prepared for this? Yeah, my boy said really Oscar prepared. like it was 2020. <laughs> Oscar, that was that was like two years ago now, man. Right. Yeah. This woman so, no, was on it. It was Nikki, it was Nikki, Nikki wasn't it? It was Nikki, Nikki. Oh, now that's definitely forgettable. Oh my god, I forgot. No, honestly, she was the champion, too. <laughs> Yeah, because all I can remember was wasn't it, was it the same night or was it the night after on like board? Raw. That... It was that Raw. It was that next Raw. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that now. Rains beat Edge. Rains beat Edge. Okay. Rains fought Edge. Yeah, that was the main event there, and that was a good ass match, and I just forgot about everything. That makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> We move on to an event we can all remember when we all met up for the very first time. Was it Triple Mania? When we all... <laughs> oh my god! What a show! <laughs> now I remember some of that stuff. Wasn't it Hulk way smashing through a wall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on the Marvel. Was it a Marvel Battle Royal? What was it? I don't even know what to call it. That show was sick. <laughs> Oh, and then the way the show ended with the mask match that confused the hell out of everybody. There was Psycho Clown defeating Ray of Scorpion. Oh. Oh. We did have Omega versus Andrade, though. Yeah, Ric Flair. Pratsu defeating um, Freddy yes. Apache. So, take the good and the bad, I suppose. Uh, yeah. You did give it an eight, so... Yeah, I enjoyed, you know, the meet of it. It was a lot of stuff that threw me off. 
I do know that much, but it was fun overall. I think I remember having fun watching it. So, I, you know, I have always enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I hope I won't give it a seven. I gave it an eight and a quarter. Uh, and up next is, I just put NXT TakeOver, which is not helping out anybody really, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> it's not really. Was there an NXT TakeOver for SummerSlam? I don't think there was. It was, they just, I think they went to sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> well, whenever Samoa Joe and Karen Cross for the NXT title, whenever that happened, that might have been the take. That was TakeOver 36 afters. Right, I found out. We're going to go back to that in a second. We do SummerSlam <laughs> first. Could we all remember SummerSlam? Of course, could I money in the bank? Of course. Oh. I don't, this is the one that we can't forget. Right, okay. What happened, Jax? You got fill us in. Well, everyone's favourite, Becky Lynch came back and just screwed Bianca Belair over and screwed the rest of us as well. So that was all the the, the only thing that really fucking mattered at this point was we all got screwed. <laughs> oh, and then the, obviously there was the John Cena match as well, which by by this point, I just didn't even give a fuck because of Becky just screwing my house. <laughs> oh, I know you hate it. Yeah, yeah, I'm match. so bitter. I am still bitter about this, and I'm not going to get over it for a while, okay? I don't even think you watched the Triple Threat match Charlotte and Nikki and Rhea had. I bet that didn't even matter. Especially I mean, I Charlotte involved. It went by in a daze. It went by in a complete daze. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that started here, though, like Priest Reign started. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like RK, bro, that stuff started, I think, or at least their reign, I think, started here, you know. Uh, you know, that's all I, you know. Lot Edge of Rollins, stuff. as we mentioned. Edge yeah, Rollins, yeah, no, the great Edge of Rollins, yeah, yeah. Match, of course. So, uh, was Goldberg good. was here. He got beat, so uh, that was good. My rating <laughs> for SummerSlam was eight. Uh, Jaxie's rating was, she put, fuck this. But no. <laughs> <laughs> she gave up. She put seven, seven down for that. Oh, <laughs> negative five stars. Uh, impact. Oh no, we had NXT. I was going to talk about NXT thirty six because who can remember that name? Was it the thirty six? Was the poster where it looked like thirty five? That's yeah. that's the main oh, yeah. thing I remember for that. This is yeah. when Samoa Joe became the champion. That says says everything you got to (laughs) say. Yeah, but it also... Cole O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole, right? It was like that three out of... Three match? Three match? Three hours out of four. Yeah, that was... Three hours out of four. Dragging off and Walter, though. Dragging off and Walter. Match of the year. Match of the year for me. Yeah, and Knight versus Grimes as well, which is great, you know. So, not a bad show. Nine and a quarter for you, Monty. Uh, nine for me uh, for that one. We've just spoke about SummerSlam. Impact Emergence, uh, which was Myers versus Christian in the main event. Of course, Christian had beaten Kenny Omega. First Rampage to become the Impact World Champion. So, did the Kenny Omega Impact title reign actually help anyone? Jaxie, from an outside perspective, from what we talked about, it did it? <laughs> I mean, i I got to admit, I started watching a little bit more of Impact um, because 
Kenny Omega was showing up more on there and doing a lot more promotion work. So I'm going to say yes. Uh, but that is from a personal point of view. Maybe from someone who's been watching Impact a lot more, um, probably has a, a much different opinion um, compared to me. But from my from my opinion, I think it did help in terms of getting a few more viewers than what they may have not possibly had if a uh, kind of left to do their own thing without a, a, any sorts of collaboration with AEW. Yeah, yeah, I think you know it's interesting. I think you could say it has helped certain ways get more eyeballs, but you know, in the end, it was an impact guy that kind of got one over on Omega. But with Christian, he kind of felt so impact. He kind of worked out the end with Alexander, and of course, moving on with the story with Moose now as well. Um, I did forget to stop like halfway through to do like a masturbate. So we just continue doing this. If we've got time, we'll do one. If not, it's fine because we've just moved on. Not and it's the <laughs> WNR three eight one, and that was all out of the uh, pay per view of the <laughs> year in every sane man and woman's eyes. Uh, obviously, <laughs> you know. Uh, the match is... Unless those eyes didn't watch it. <laughs> I just didn't watch it. I just <laughs> My eyes didn't let me. That's not right. what happened. Um, we had, I mean, the card itself. Forget about the buy-in. Uh, but we had Miro defeating Eddie Kingston. John Moxley defeating Kojima. Baker defeating Chris Statlander. Lucha Brothers uh, defeating the Young Bucks, of course. And it's still cage. Ruby Soho won the Casino Battle Royale, beating Thunder Rosa. Lastly, Jericho beat MJF by submission. CM Punk debuted and beat Darby Allen. Paul White debuted, quick, don't mention it, defeating QT. And Kelly Omega defeating Christian, main event. And then the debuts of a holy shit good of the year, Adam Cole and Brian Danielson. I mean, Jaxie, what a fucking paper. I mean, again, this is why I'm still completely shocked as to how Monty did not put that as, as his pay-per-view of the year, but whatever. Oh, God. Oh, oh. I, I just do don't I understand it. I don't know how... I can't... I'm actually, I actually feel gutted that you missed out on watching that holy shit moment alongside the rest of us. I really am. You sound like you really are hurt for me, and I just want to let you know that this ain't the first one. I grew up, I grew up missing pay-per-views. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up catching the raw after the show, so I can watch the little slow motion pictures. So I'm cool. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? I, I got the gist. No, nah, but I understand. I, I, from what I hear from everybody else, I definitely missed out on something. So I don't. I'm not, but I just, again, I'm starting on it. I didn't watch it. I can't say it's number one. I'm not, I can't do what everybody else is doing. I'm a hipster like that. (laughs) You're a rebel. That's what you are. (laughs) For no reason at all. For no reason at all. Because I probably could honestly admit it, but I won't, just so I can stand packed. WrestleMania 31, night one. 37. (laughs) (laughs) WrestleMania 31, night one. 37. I've been playing it. I've been saying it so long now that it's just ingrained. So, no, 37. Night one. Ball out was unbelievable. Nine and a half from you, Jaxie, who normally gives stuff. Like I said, WWE's usually like seven, seven and a half range. 
AEW, but nine and a half is crazy. Nine and three quarters out yep. of ten for me. And the other thing I'm pleased about is because you do it for a year, and then you go, oh, my paper of the year is this. And you look back and you go, I hope I've given it the highest score. <laughs> and luckily for me, <laughs> this, when I saw nine and a half for Vengeance Day, I panicked a little bit. But luckily, <laughs> nine and three quarters is the oh, highest score. So All Out is the paper of the year. Up next, Extreme Rules and the uh, death of the demon falling off the deadly top rope. Uh, uh, well, it was the lot. It was just awful. Um, I, I think I actually think like I really could not stand this whole pay per view. Um, this was actually this had a, a really good tag match between the Usos and the Street Profits on. I remember. Yes, um, it was a gust I of wind, like, man. He's, I know. think it was just a, a decent like tag match uh, between two people, but I was like pissed off uh, because uh, Bianca won like kind of like a by a deep by disqualification um which obviously meant that Becky was pain so I was obviously pissed and then yeah the whole fuckery with Finn Balor and the ropes I just whenever Bianca is gonna lose they have to make sure she's in the main event for you (laughs) if they want to keep your attention she better lose late it's funny. No, but I get it. I get it. It's, if, it's if, a mess there, but I get it. If Jaxie ever went to a wrestling, like a WrestleMania, and it was like Charlotte versus Belair in the main event, and Charlotte <laughs> won, she would be that fan spearing Charlotte on the entranceway. You just, you just, oh, no, I totally, I would totally get noticed by Bianca Belair because I'd be the only bitch out there hyping and being the biggest hype girl out there for Bianca Belair, even if she lost. I swear down. Uh, you'll be spearing Charlotte. We, we all and people will go. I mean, Who does that? Like, I'll know her. Yeah, I have a death wish. So nah, I, I, I'd rather not get arrested in a foreign country that I'm not. Uh, everybody I'm, talks I'm not about. Everybody talks about from that show Finn Balor falling off the rope, but they forgot he was flopping around like a fish for, before that when they had to revive him when the music was playing. <laughs> so don't don't forget like about that guy that. in this Flopped year. Oh my god, no, I was even laughing my ass off at that. I was like, what is he doing? Like flapping around like a fish. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand it either, but you know, I guess that's what possession was supposed okay. to look like. Well that shit uh, was funny. Another seven from Jaxie here, eight for me. Uh Impact Victory Road with Cage and Austin in the main event. Um when that was our my match of the night. I uh, gave it a 9 out of 10 for Victory Road. Uh, we had Swallow Matt versus the Good Brothers, Alexander versus Sabin as well. This was just Alexander's kind of last step before challenging for the world title as well. Um, that page is a mess. Predictions for Crown Jewel. And we did Crown Jewel as well. Uh, and Crown Jewel was actually treated with a little bit of respect this year. Jaxie, was Crown Jewel as bad as it has been in previous years, the Saudi Arabia event? I kind of actually remember it being, um, I'm not going to say decent, but it wasn't as bad as the rest. We had like a, it was like Big E versus Drew McIntyre, wasn't it? And then we had like Bobby Lashley and uh, Goldberg. I think I was really annoyed with the Bobby Lashley and Goldberg match, only because I I just can't deal with Oldberg, you know, so I would have been much more happier seeing um, 
Bobby Lashley come out as the winner. But um, it was the King of the Ring tournament as well. So, or, or the finals of it, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Woods came out on top, and I was really, really pleased with that. Uh, I mean, I was even pleased with Lena Vega uh, being crowned Queen of the Ring. Although, I just, again, I, I just don't understand this whole King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring. What do you actually win apart from being called King and Queen for the next year or two? Like, what happened with King Corbin? They're just going to milk that character. So it's just, even though I was happy with the winners, uh, I just think it's such a pointless tournament. You get you get a tag team title shot by the look of things. So I was just know, about to say, yeah. Handy. It looked like you oh, have a tag team that, championship. It was that um, that was really it, though, right? Yeah, we, uh, Biet Belair picking up by uh, Sasha Banks. I remember that as well. With one hand in that matchup, yeah, uh, with Becky Lynch, the course, Reigns, and uh, let's like I said, Blair just delivered this year. Um, yeah, Ultimate One gave it a seven and a half, the same as Monty Jackson gave it an eight, I gave it a nine out of ten, uh, for that one there, and then just looking at. Other bits and pieces. We have Bound for Glory. Monty, do you remember Bound for Glory? Yes, because I had to review it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I definitely remember it. Uh, and, uh, one of the saddest endings of a pay-per-view I've ever seen in my life. Just ruined Josh Alexander's son's dreams. Oh, my goodness. That was hilariously bad. I remember that actually because right it's like his son, his son and wife got in the ring and it was just that was just that was just harsh. <laughs> yeah, and Mickey retained the title. I remember that happening and uh, you know, like I said, it was an overall solid show I remember, but that moment sticks out in my mind of just watching yeah. this little boy see his father get beat and <laughs> this this guy just bragging right in front of him with like, no zero given that you know <laughs> the wife and child was in the ring like celebrating he was like i don't give zero f's i am coming for this <laughs> now we also had um let's not forget the inspiration the holy shit bad moment for the helmet oh, one with the tag yeah. team titles i imagine like a scooby-doo moment yeah. inspiration like uh we also... i honestly was a little bit shocked that they that they returned and then won as well. Was it Decay? <laughs> I warned you guys. And I he was still outraged. <laughs> you gave that a seven, Monty. I gave that an eight. And that was, I think, for the thing with Bound for Glory, after the year that we had with all the excitement for Impact, the main show just didn't deliver. I think that'd be fair to say. Yeah. You know, uh, which was a shame. And then we had AEW Full Gear. I think they peaked it all out. They should have just left it. We had, of course, Adam Page defeating Kenny Omega for the AEW World title. Uh, Punk versus Eddie Kingston as well. Um, Miro versus Brian. I mean, Jaxie, what were yep. your thoughts on this pay-per-view looking back? Uh, I remember this was the tag match with Cody Rhodes and Pac. Uh, teaming up against Malachi Black and Andrade. Um, that was really good. I kind of remember, like, there was Britt Baker and Ty, and, like, there was CM Punk and uh, Eddie Kingston, which I really, really enjoyed that match. Um, th- I mean, I think overall this was a this was really good. Uh, it 
again, it, I don't think it, it had the exact same wow factor that it All Out brought, but I mean, All Out brought complete, you know, new wrestlers into it. So it had it had that more of a wow factor over it. Um, that being said, uh, I still think it was good. We had like the tag match uh, between the Lucha Brothers and uh, FTR. And even though like it kind of ended with like, um, a bit of a distraction and stuff like that. Overall, the content of that match was amazing as well. So um, it was such, again, really good, really, really good pay per view. Yeah, so the MGF and Darby Allen match to start was great. I was just about to say, finish as well. Yeah. All of it, and MJF yeah. and Darby killed it to kick off the show, man. Yeah, they did. Both. They, they really set the set uh, the uh, standard, really. And again, I think you brought up the Miro and Brian Danielson match, but wow that match was just great it was such a great match between two men that i just i didn't want either to lose so it was a it was a really tough one to see who was gonna kind of uh become the victor um but yeah i i just think that it had such great star power involved in it as well and just every match was just killing it and you know what that's the last aw pay-per-view of the year and i know we got uh we had winter is coming up we looked at well on the last show but that's not, you know, too bad for AEW to look back. But there has been a massive change on the roster from AEW uh, about halfway through the year, you know. And it's crazy to look yeah. back uh, and think how much it's changed, you know. I mean, Jax, have you noticed that much of a change? Or even look back now, do you think yeah. it has a massive, you know? No, do you know what? I would actually look at it and look at that sort of like match card throughout the, the month and actually say that it has changed, but it's like, it's more like it's given opportunity. You can just see how much more opportunity has been spread out throughout um, each month. Um, and that's something that I can really appreciate because we don't want to continue on seeing repeated matches um, to the point where we're, none, no one's looking forward to the next pay-per-view because we already know which match is going to be happening, you know? Um, and I think that when you review, especially uh, this year's uh, match card, for AEW, um, there's just been so much scope for opportunity uh, in each and every match card. It's been great to see. I think we're out now. We move on to our last WWE pay-per-view of the year, Survivor Series, and of course, um, it was Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Now, would this be a more effective thing, Monty, if we didn't have the draft just a month previously? <laughs> You know what? I, maybe it definitely will be more effective, but honestly, I'm sick of that whole format altogether. It's lazy. It's overdone. These people, I, I refuse to believe any of the wrestlers really give a damn whether they're on Raw or SmackDown, if you see what I'm saying. Like, it's not that much of a difference. Don't try to come with, come at me and, and make me think that I, anyone cared about Becky Lynch versus Charlotte because one of them was on Raw and one of them was on SmackDown. That is not why that match is awesome. You know what I'm saying? No one really, I don't think anyone really cares about that. I miss the classic Survivor Series. Let's just do storylines. One of my favorite Survivor Series of recent memory literally had none of this brand supremacy stuff. It was all about the authority with Dolph Ziggler coming out, uh, being a sole survivor towards the end of that match with Sting's help. I know that sounds like a forever ago, but what I'm trying to say is that had real stakes. It felt like something, even though they went and contradicted themselves not too long after that, and with the authority coming right back, uh, 
that that no, that shot, that show was special, and it wasn't this lazy brand supremacy stuff. You still can build a story around the ten man matches and around the Survivor Series format that is not just oh Raw versus SmackDown. Do you know what? I feel like the closest that they got to the, it actually being a, a, like potentially a decent um, pitch for like brand supremacy was when they actually decided to start including NXT because it brought some yeah. new excitement to the WWE universe and the fans that don't necessarily always keep up with NXT. So you were seeing brand new faces and then seeing some of them come in and like, you know, be having great ass matches, defeating, um, you know, uh, sometimes defeating the, the brand and being seen as the more dominant brand. Like, you know, yeah. Shayna came out and played it, you know, like all of them did, like when Adam they were Cole. on TV. And that, was the, yeah, that, yeah. What, that whole one made me actually, that whole uh, pay per view itself um, really made me think and question. Oh my gosh! Okay, Survivor Series is gonna get lit now if they're bringing in the third round too. That's We're gonna true. get to see so much more excitement, so much more variety, and then they fucked it. Yeah, well, it's crazy. That feels like forever ago yeah. when NXT went undefeated. Yeah, it now. really does because again, it introduced Shayna shortly after Shayna came up, and then she absolutely slayed at Elimination Chamber, and then and then again, she's she's kind of like not being utilized the way she really should. It really bothers me that she's not being utilized the way she should. She should be the, uh, promoted the way that they were promoting Ronda Rousey. Like, she was an absolute beast in the NXT, and it's such a shame to see her kind of just being, like, paid bodyguards to Sonya, you know? Um, so, yeah, so I think, for me, Survivor Series drags up bad feelings because of, I still remember how excited I was in this sort of current time now of wrestling, um, how disappointed I was that we got kind of such a great um, sort of uh, fresh in, fresh take on brand supremacy, bringing in NXT. And then within 12 months, they, they'd screwed it all up again. The thing is, though, as well, is why don't you just do something basic with services? Why don't you just have someone debut there? And then you can just yeah. bring out the same exactly. shit as yeah. well, the same guys as Rock and Kurt Angle and all these people. Just do something like, a little bit more to Survivor Series tradition. And it's a shame. And, and WWE has pissed me off this year, you know, with the amount of releases, the amount of fucking changes and stuff. You know, the yeah. scores with like eight and me trying to be nice. And this is the same. This thing. build was egregious too, though. That's another thing. They didn't even try with the build, James. No. Like, usually they at least put effort, like, even like with Becky Lynch when she went on her run and they invaded Raw, at least they put effort into the brand supremacy to make it feel like it meant something. It, don't, it yeah. didn't mean anything at all this time. I do agree with uh, what James said, sort of at the beginning of introducing us to discussing Survivor Series, how I really don't think that having the. Uh, uh, what's it called? The brand switch uh, sort of thick pick before uh, Survivor Series just happened. That that didn't give really enough room or scope for story building between both brands either. So it just really didn't help. No, and it's a shame that they couldn't finish a year with a bang, especially with the time between day one being so far off. And it's like I said, WWE just keep making mistakes. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see if they can recover that in the new year, you know, just to compare the AEW shows with the WWE, and it's, it is a bit like night and day, really. And the last 
the last official show of the year was NXT War Games, of course, 2.0's first takeover. And Monty, we were pleasantly surprised by this, weren't we? Yeah, it was two. It's 2.0 shining moment. The best show, in my opinion, uh, that they've put on in, just so far. And this is the one time where I felt like uh, this is the one time where I just thought they actually showed with the potential of a lot of the new faces that they have while at the same time telling good stories and having solid action in the ring for a majority of the show. And, like, I really enjoyed, like I said, the 2.0 versus Black and Gold War Games and everything in men and this being Gargano's last uh, last takeover uh, possibly ever. It's just it's, it's special. So, uh, and, you know, I, like I said, I, I enjoyed the Fabian Eichner show. I'm still that, – that still left an impression that I still remember that match. <laughs> vividly just because of uh that how strong that tag match was and core jade and dr eo shirai this was a lot of fun stuff uh <laughs> yeah. that happened on this war games and uh yeah i was very pleasantly surprised at how fun this was kind of can don't forget about that as well i mean yes <laughs> dakota Kai fit completely in a trash can and it was <laughs> it was unbelievable raquel spent her in a circle like she was a child it was it was it was it was crazy, man. It, it was it was it was an awesome show, though. Awesome show. Yeah, we both gave that a nine as well. So he finished the year strong. So after, like we said, crying over the black and gold, does it give you hope for twenty twenty two for the two point oh brand with takeovers? I'm going in with low expectations, so I will not get let down. It is impossible to let me down with anything in wrestling anymore because I doubt that it will be good going in on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? That's how I've looked at wrestling. <laughs> Especially WWE. Oh my god. Other than other than NXT UK, I usually come in with low expectations. And that's saying a lot. So that just shows you how uh, NXT UK you, NXT UK has started to impress me the more I've been watching because they're more they're probably they're pretty much the most consistent stuff that's on WWE. And I mean that. From week to week, they're the most consistent. And that's crazy. They don't get any other love for it. But I'm telling you guys now. Us two are the only ones watching it. Exactly. (laughs) But that's near the year for the show. But because it is Christmas time and the year, that wasn't such a bad look back at the year review. Yeah, maybe not as nice as planned as some other shows. But hey, we got through it, you know. Um, and it's good to look back and actually there's a reason for it as well. I think that's what's exciting, especially with, you know, the two of you. you we can tell when we're watching the show that we can talk through it and have this kind of back and forth and talk about scores and know it's actually going to be used as well. Weirdly enough, 12 months after we've done it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a lot of fun to kind of be able to review back um, kind of like not only just the content that... Um, we've been given by both uh by all these different uh promotions but also looking at kind of like our um in, in hindsight looking at like our our views on on how the year has progressed or or not progressed um for for each company yeah i think without a doubt it'd be interesting to see what happens uh, next year but because like i said so it is the christmas season and we like to give presents and gifts so uh, we'll start, Monty, with you. If you could give a present uh, to a wrestling company, we'll give presents out to the wrestling companies that we know. So if you could give a, a present out to WWE or a gift for 2022, what would it be? 
Oh my goodness. Would it oh, be like for so... me? It would be quite. It would be like blocking Nick Khan's phone so he couldn't release any more <laughs> talent. You know, that would be my yeah. Gift. <laughs> uh. My gift to them would be create a uh, consistent creative and like faith in creative. I would give them like the fans is faith. Like no one has faith in anything WWE does creative wise consistently on TV because they're all over the place for the most part. Even when they have gold, sometimes they just ruin it with the slightest altercation for no reason. So I, I just want cons- more consistency and then I wish they'd do enough. I want to give them the gift of earning our faith back. So they maybe that'll, they won't let us down. But, you know, who, who am I kidding? But, yeah, I think it's been a while. They've tarnished a lot of people's faith in them. And I think that's kind of what I look at overall, not for them as a company, is just how in the over – I feel like in 2019, WWE was at the top of their game. Almost, or like, or at least like, seemed like they were going it, to be there. Almost, they had their flaws, but it's just like it's crazy to me. But how far removed from that WWE? Just think back if you can. I know we had a hard time remembering stuff from earlier this year, but if you just think back to some of the things that were going on just a couple of years ago, and looking at where WWE is now, public opinion wise, they've definitely lost a lot of people's faith. So I, you know, they definitely uh, have to improve on that going forward. Jaxie, is anything you'd give WWE for next year? Yeah, I would give them the gift of actually firing their creative team and giving them a whole new one. <laughs> what about AEW? I asked for more consistent creative. I guess we asked for Jackson's the just going thing. in there. You're all fucking fine. You're all fucking... Merry Christmas. Yeah. Go, home. Go home to your families. Merry You're fucking, fucking fine. Christmas. Merry fucking Come Christmas. Come on, man. You know, you more know, people you know, get fired? I, I go in. I go in, like... Do you guys all remember the amount of wrestlers that you fired, like, all last year? Well, you're joining them, so get out. <laughs> get the fuck out. Um, exactly. <laughs> what would you give AEW for 2022? Or if anything? I'd give them... I'd give I'd give the wrestlers there the world's best health care because there's too many injuries that continue to happen. So <laughs> I would give them more health care um, to look after their bodies because there is no way yeah. that I am willing to have Ray Fennett out on injury again for like the <laughs> 18th time this year. Um, they keep I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I miss I miss seeing Ray Phoenix whenever he's not uh, whenever he is off injured. So just stop going off injured, Ray Phoenix. You're wanted on TV. <laughs> Monty, what would you give AEW if anything? You just want Ray Phoenix to show up with his arm in his hand, just like <laughs> broken arm and all. Just like, nope, I still want you to wrestle, Ray. I don't care what's going on with you now. No, I've got another one. That, like, if we prevent that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. Oh man, this may sound, this may come off the wrong way, but I don't really care. Uh, an actual focus on women's wrestling storytelling, not just wrestling, but just like storytelling using the women. More of a focus. Hell, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. more main events on Rampage. More of a spotlight all together. And I'm not just talking about whoever Britt Baker is fighting. I'm, or, you know, and I know they're doing they're doing a great right. job with the tournament. Of showcasing people, but the way it's presented, I still don't like it. They usually come after a very, like, for example, 
I love what Sheeta and Dee did, but it's too often that after a massive segment, the women come out there and they just have a match right after a crowd yeah. has been at their max. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why you keep putting these women in this hard spot when Dee and Sheeta yeah. are doing great and the crowd is just, just tired because they just saw an hour classic right before that. So, you know, sometimes the placement and what they decide to do with the women aggravates me. So I would give AEW more of a focus on great storytelling with their women. Preach. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I disagree. I think we should have less women. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You're, trying, you're just trying to get pick them, Jackie. Right. I'll get an ass for you. You're just trying to pick them. No, 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 I'm joking. Like, don't want to go there, Consistency <laughs> in the women's division is a must. Uh, I will say NXT UK and Impact, my kind of present for NXT UK will be TakeOver. Give them a takeover to deliver what they can do with more eyes on the product. And for impact, it would push the boat out for Bound for Glory. Your biggest event in the year, you do not want to look yeah. like any other event. Just even if it's extra, even if you have the fans coming or whatever it is, just whatever you need to do. Bring it to England if you have to. Well, probably not with the Omicron, but you know what I'm saying? In, in an <laughs> ideal world. Right. Just make it bigger and better than it is. Uh, because, like I said, it, it's when you look at something you can you can picture it this is the reason why we followed these and not no offense to ring of honor or nwa or stuff like that or mlw but there's a place you have to stop and i think with impact next yeah. year that's kind of might fall back in line with that but with the rest of that we've got it's been excellent with wwe it's like you've got next uk just even if it's just leave it like that that's my Ask. I agree. Just, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. That's my presence for UK. <laughs> that WWE, um, the head of WWE, Vince, whoever, that they have absolutely nothing to do with it. Leave it alone. Continue to act like it don't exist. <laughs> it, it, but please give it a takeover. Yes, I agree with that. But act like it don't exist other than that. And I also want to say NXT 2.0, showcase more shows like War Games. Let your wrestlers actually wrestle. Quit. Doing all this. I know I'm I'm probably beating a dead horse here because I know who's actually, you know, running things now. <laughs> but please, can we try to focus more on wrestling? Because we can see that some of these young guys that you're wasting making them do dumb things really can actually have things they can show. So if you're going to change your whole focus of your show, at least still allow wrestling to be a main part of it. Because sometimes when I'm watching 2.0, I'm still just trying to figure out what am I watching. And that ain't good. Is there anything that could make you watch NXT 2.0, Jaxie, in the near future? That, that you think? I'm I'm probably gonna say the the main thing that's probably gonna draw me back is whatever your both of your thoughts and views are on it, because of that is the only way I'm kind of roughly keeping up to date with 2.0 at this point. So if I hear that you guys are starting to hype it up a lot more, then yeah, I might check it out, but. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just like uh, <laughs> randomly chuck it on. You one hear that? We've been burying them too much. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. We've yeah, been burying them too much, Jay. <laughs> There's a bit of pressure on you guys. There, it's dependent on you. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, like I said, with NXT to what I when it first happened, we were shocked. Uh, but I think we're slowly getting used to it. Like I said, that takeover helps. It's, it's like it's like a bad rash, you know. It's growing. Yeah, exactly. It's more <laughs> of it. It's always going to be there. <laughs> um, but it's it's going to be interesting, and I just hope. I mean, COVID's affected us all, you know, in one way or another. And I just hope 
it doesn't get, you know, you know, everybody knows what I'm trying to say. They get worse, it gets better. Uh, I hope we can have a kind of normal year and in many senses, you know, I think the past couple of years have always been strange. And even with you know us three on the podcast and the kind of where we can go now in 2022, kind of together as a team, it's so exciting because we've done all the introductory stuff and now there's no holes barred. <laughs> right. I like that. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And it's also, I just thought about it. We were talking about stuff in January and there was no fans in any of those arenas. Oh, Look yeah. how long ago that feels like. Mm. We at the beginning uh, of the year, we didn't have fans on any of the major shows that I saw. So other than, of course, you know, everyone who was in the crowd for Dynamite for those months. But yeah, so... It's kind of crazy how far we've come just in that sense from the beginning of the year. Well, and if you find it depressing looking back on a year, well, we're going to look back at seven on the WNR 400. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a real cheer, real pick-me-up if, uh, if you're interested. What a time to be alive. <laughs> but uh, that is it for the Christmas show. Of course, the We've got dinner on, you know, the Queen's speech as well. We've got everything that we do at Christmas tradition-wise, so we better do that first. But Where first, is the liquor? I know, I know. Well, liquor in the front, poker in the back, apparently. Uh, Monty, have you, have you enjoyed being here in the Christmas cottage this year uh, and all the fun and festivities that we've done? You know what? Overall, this is, this is pretty cool, you know. Uh, and I have to say, like I said, usually I'm the Grinch, but I, I got felt a little bit of the spirit after this. This was cool. I'm, I oh. enjoyed it. And, you know, again, thinking back to just all the wrestling I forgot just from this one year and kind of getting a recap on all the things that went well, all the things that went horrible. Uh, you know, it, it's always cool to put these things in perspective so we can get that behind us. And let's do it again all next year. So, you know, can't wait for that. But this was always, this is fun, man. I enjoyed it. Well, like I said, it is great having you on. And Jaxie, how have you found the show? Yeah, um, again, had a lot of fun. A lot like Monty. Um, it's really nice to be able to self-reflect and kind of have a look at just how, how much has happened in, in just one year. Um, and always much more appreciative when we've got, you know, others that involved is always much more fun that way. So, yeah, very much looking forward to the next year of wrestling, so to speak. Well, that's that. Like I said, the biggest, no pressure, guys, but the biggest and best podcast in the history of podcasting next with the WNR 400. So I think we can do that. I mean, it'd be quite easy, really. Um, but until <laughs> then, that is it. Don't forget, we're across all social media, Twitter at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNR JR. Monty, where can they find you? At my Monty Pod on Twitter. Uh, check out the um, latest podcast whenever you check it out. It'll be the link in my bio. So just give it a listen and, you know, listen to me talk about wrestling mostly or mostly whatever interests me at that weekend at the time. So I call it Monty Monty, whatever is on my mind. So please check it out. And I appreciate all y'all support uh, over what the time I've been able to do this and over this wonderful year. So I'm ready to do it again next year. So let's go. Oh, very, very much. Uh, Jaxie, where can they... <laughs> I was about to say peep you, but that's not the right word. Where can they find you? They don't want to get peeped. <laughs> yes. No, Um, you can find me across both Instagram and Twitter at Jaxie Scarlett. 
I'm at the WNR JL, also on Facebook and Instagram. The WNR is not me. Don't follow me. Across all Google platforms, the WNR email, the com. Do you know what? We've had that for how many years? And YouTube done a podcast for the latest clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube. And do SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. The next episode, the biggest show in WNR history, the WNR 400. But until then, I have been James Rowlands, and I was joined by the fantastic uh, Jaxie Scarlett and the incredible, yes, the incredible Monty. Uh, but until then, thanks for this, everybody, and bye. Adios.